Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Let's get right into our next discussion because I, I think it's mm. one that is going to be um, very interesting to on a lot of different levels. We heard over the pandemic about the great resignation, and I don't have an exact definition for it, but basically people were leaving their jobs uh, in pursuit of either not doing anything or doing something new, and there are a variety of reasons that were proffered for this. Some were people had an epiphany, and awakening. Some were that um, uh, companies, because they were forcing people to work from home and, and, and other companies were laying off people, yep. uh, and, and more people in certain countries were quitting because they were getting checks from the government. For example, in the U.S., they were getting some uh, checks for the, uh, the pandemic and all that. And so they said, well, hey, why should I work when I can just kick back and still get money? All right. So there's a variety of different reasons, and I believe there are some other ones as well. We are going to get to the heart of why right now. Joining us is Dr. James Eyring, the CEO of Organization Solutions, and Lisa Tay, Global Head of Human Resources and for Leadership and Talent Talent Development, a career professional HR person, uh, formerly at Johnson & Johnson. Uh, James and Lisa, welcome to the show. Thanks for having good us. Good morning. Having good morning. Uh, it's and great. good morning, Glenn and Neil. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you can tell straight away yeah, I, I, this woman is an expert in HR, <laughs> people relations. You see it right away, a true professional. Uh, I have to say I was a little bit worried about Neil and the great resignation when he failed to be recognized in the paper article. So we, we might have Maybe a little one, bit of a risk there. We might have one right here coming up. Who knows? A, 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 you know, a real live example. Okay. Hey, Hey, James, uh, take us through. I know you guys have just done a couple of, uh, of big webinars on the Great Resignation. Uh, but first, give us that, that catch-all definition of what it actually was, when, why, and how it happened. Sure, sure. So the Great Resignation is also known as the Great Quit uh, <laughs> because we, we're seeing record numbers of resignations from private companies. And it really started in the U.S. in 2020 uh, with COVID, you saw – Massive layoffs uh, as as the you know private organizations shut down, especially in the retail sector, in the food sector, and then in 2021 we saw the opposite, which is many resignations. So companies started hiring back, and people started moving to new jobs. Um, and then, as you said earlier, there are many different reasons for that, and and the and turnover is complex. Mm. Uh, but most of the things that you see in the press tend to be kind of supposition and they're not really based on a lot of data and a lot of better research and so we started doing some sessions to get at the bottom of what is it that's really driving that resignation and then what can companies do about it to address that issue and before we get into more detail what were some of the findings james very curious yeah so if you look pre pre-covid there were sort of three big factors that drive resignations overall uh, one is am i happy with my career and my development you know, am I, if I'm, am I making progress towards something that I feel is important to me? The second is, am I just stressed and burned out? You know, do I, do I have a good, meaningful job and the resources I need to perform it? Or am I just inundated with priorities? And the third reason is, do I feel like I fit with my job, my company, and the people that I work with? And if you think about COVID, that broke all three of those. Yeah. Companies stopped developing people because of COVID. They just withdrew a lot of that development dollar. Um, they, 
people had stress. They were working at home. They were dealing with home issues, work issues, and they weren't connecting because they were at home and they weren't actually physically or you know, emotionally connecting with others. It was kind of a Zoom call after Zoom call after Zoom call. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so together, I think what we are seeing is the result of COVID is it exacerbates all those things. Of yeah. course, the markets are also favorable. And so people are leaving because there are opportunities. And Lisa, I mean, if I can just come to you on this, I vividly recall a conversation with my wife. It may have been the second year of COVID. And I literally said to her, if we get through this madness, money will no longer be my priority. Not that it was before being an author. It never can be, but it will no longer (laughs) be my priority. I will put family first, lifestyle interests first and money third. I, I vividly recall this conversation. It's very existential. But is that something yes. that you see through COVID, this idea that priorities shifted because of the pandemic? Yeah. So, you know, what you said is exactly what we, are, we saw as well, right? You know, I think one thing about you know, being in this human capital industry for so long, you realize that, hey, the factors that affect this turnover, you know, uh, really remain quite consistent, except that in the pandemic, it just exacerbated everything, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you and I, you know, we experience um, a loss uh, or we know of someone who experienced a loss of a loved one and they were not able to get to their site because of restrictions. So these kind of um, events, like you said, Neil, you know, it triggers uh, questions of ex- existentialism, you know, like things of what am I spending my time on? What am I, you know, living for? What's the meaning and purpose here? So fundamentally, these things that drive us are really quite consistent because we're human, do- we human beings, not human doings, right? And now, coupled with the search of market opportunities, um, coming from a little bit more certainty of the future, right? Market expansion that's coming back in, um, supply chain robustness, you know, that companies are investing in, or simply like what uh, James talked about, you know, companies are just hiring positions that they put on hold because of pandemic. Mm. So now you have questioning um, people who are thinking about what would you really want to do, like what you talked about, Neil, and then this search of opportunities you get this perfect combination that fuel the talent market flow itself. Yeah. And to Lisa's point, if, um, if somebody is leaving and they are pursuing their, their dream or their, their purpose and they're finding a fit and I'm their coworker, I may also be saying, hmm, Maybe there's an opportunity for me too. Yeah, James, we saw uh, especially in the U.S. And thanks, uh, thanks, Lisa, for that. We're talking to Lisa Tay, global head of human resources for leadership and talent development, and James Iring, CEO of Organization Solutions, on the Great Resignation. Uh, James, if I can just bring it back to you, what what impact did we see? Negative impact did we see on the business world with so many people leaving? You mentioned there were layoffs, so obviously companies wanted to shed uh, some excess staff. But in the U.S., for example, we've seen now um, a follow-on tailing effect of supply chain issues uh, because there haven't been enough workers in certain jobs to get certain things done. Uh, I bring that up as one example. But what, what negative impacts have we seen because of the, the big quit, the great quit, or the great resignation? Right. And th- there's a sort of a direct cost to companies right away, uh, mm-hmm. which they have to absorb, and that is recruiting uh, hiring, training, et cetera. And that's going to be at least five times the person's annual salary uh, in general to bring that per- a new person on and, and get everybody up to, to speed. Is that right? Is that the productive. number? That's the, that's the percentage? It's r- roughly five times. I've seen different estimates in academic literature, but it's roughly five times. And if you think about that, that um, 
and you know that of course inc- might include recruiting costs, those kinds of issues. Mm. But if you think about the the knock on effects, uh, I break a customer bond because maybe my salesperson leaves and they're not having that connection with a customer, so customer yeah. satisfaction is impacted. And then of course, if I see a lot of people leave. I lose that knowledge base and the, the organization mm-hmm. knowledge that helps me perform. Fascinating. Yeah, if you if you think like you know attrition percentage of a thirty percent or so, you're really talking about the turnover of an entire new team in three years. So a lot of knowledge is lost, a lot of uh, customer relationship is lost, and it's just basic churn. Mm-hmm in the organization that is just uh, produces a vicious cycle, actually. Lisa, from your perspective in HR, you could probably answer a couple of questions that we've had from our readers. Uh, specifically, was it a great resignation or was it layoffs? I mean, I mean, it's very hard to balance. It's anecdotal, I'm sure. But what did you see in your, in your environment? Yeah, I would say that it's actually a mixture and depending on what industry itself, some industry actually prospered during this time, right? If you look at it in the healthcare yeah. side, yeah. but some industries didn't. So, and when you look at it, you know, is it layoff? Is it vaccination? I would say it's a mixture, but more and more, I would say it's actually coming to be much more a resignation conversation as we are tipping off mm. because the opportunities are actually going up. So the, the effect of choice is there. So people feel that they have choice and I, you know, what James also talked about, as you look at the social momentum, hey, you know, people are moving. It's giving courage to people to make decisions as well. So these choices and courage, it really helps, uh, or rather it fuels this conversation of decision making in which they might not have thought of itself. James, now that we're two years into the, the great resignation, what sort of results are we seeing? Are people happier? Are they more fulfilled? Uh, are companies doing better because people have shifted into jobs that now they feel uh, more invested in? Do we have any way to quantify the short-term result of the Great Resignation? It's a good question. We really don't know from a, from a research perspective or a, you know, we can't quantify that yet. Um, so what we have is more anecdotal evidence, and you know certainly we all know people who may have switched jobs. Uh, we know people who, uh, especially in some countries, have said, "Look, I'm going to work where I want to work and do what I want to do." And you know, oftentimes, and when people look back after quitting or leaving an organization, they're happier six months later. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that they couldn't have been happy in their current role, uh, but you know they'll report that they're happy after they move, if that makes sense. And Lisa, that brings me on to a point from the employer's perspective. You know, as we go through this existential crisis, from, a, from an HR point of view, from an employer's point of view, does that make them slightly more warier when hiring people now? Am I going to get this person for the foreseeable future or am I going to get them for three months until another existential crisis comes along and they're going to go and find something else in their life journey? You know, does it make employers more wary now? Yeah, I would say, you know, does it make it more wary? You know, it's, it's, you can be wary, but then you, you don't have much choice because you do have to hire, you have to make your, you know, your business has to go on itself. Um, but before I actually elaborate a little bit, I just want to touch on, on Glenn's question, right? Mm-hmm. You know, are people happier? I think the question of also people onboarding in times of COVID is actually not that easy. Right. You know, usually when new people come in, you actually don't get to see your colleagues. You don't go out for lunch, building that whole culture, understanding. So the happiness part, I'm not sure. Um, As uh, James talked about, there's no uh, 
data itself that tells you, but anecdotally, you find that people are struggling as you come on. So, Neil, to your point also on people are joining, there is that concern, right? Mm. You know, whether people will stay because of the whole integration conversation of the whole assimilation conversation as well. Mm. And we do see actually in organization, there is a little bit of fatigue, you know, as you're going through these two years itself, it's taking a long while and we don't actually see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, that in itself is ca- causing some fatigue in organizations. Yeah, we're talking about the great, the great resignation with Lisa Tay and Dr. James Eyring. And, and Lisa, if I can just bring it back to you, uh, Singapore is famously known for having a transient work population, especially around February or March uh, after the bonuses come in. And, and you know, the stories <laughs> thought of that. The, I never thought well, of that. Of course, right? Yeah, of course. The stories yeah, are yeah, famous yeah, yeah. that you know people will leave a job and go across the street for yeah. you know an extra hundred dollars a month or whatever. Uh, I'm saying that with a little bit tongue in cheek. Uh, but have we noticed any specific countries or areas where uh, the, the the big quit, the great resignation has impacted, has, has been felt more than other places? Yeah, I, I, you know, the big quit or resignation, we feel it actually more in the uh, U.S. and Europe itself compared to mm-hmm. Asia in, in itself. So the question is why? You know, I do think that um, part of it is really due to also cultural, part of it is mm. also very language, you know, of, of being here as well. And the thing of when you talk about transient workforce, it really brings back to mind the, the example that you talked about. Because a lot of assumptions that people made when they took the job, you know, out of their home country is that I could go home every three months, I could go visit my family, right. you know, when. But now with all these restrictions, um, people realize that, oh, I can't do that. Or if I go back, I may never be able to come back here. So you're actually seeing those kind of movements a little bit more um, than what you would see in the local population itself. And James, final question to you, uh, looking ahead, crystal ball time. Where do you see this going? Do you see this, you know, this great uh, resignation leveling out or do you see this job restlessness persisting? It's a good question, and in some ways, we'll see more resignations in countries that have not yet had the Great Resignation. So we'll we'll probably see a little bit more action in Singapore, for example, as you said, in that February, January, March timeframe when people start leaving their roles. At the same time, companies are responding. Uh, we have clients that are helping people make sure that they have the great, challenging, interesting jobs and the support they need. Uh, companies that are training and developing people and helping them find their next career opportunity within the company, not outside the company. And so I think as we see companies start to respond in a really positive way, at least for those companies, that'll bring their turnover down and it will potentially bring the great resignation down. So we may mm. see some spikes along the way, but I do think companies will respond positively and, and take good steps to bring it down. Yeah, very interesting. We do have to leave it there. But uh, James and Lisa, please do uh, put any comments or links uh, in our Facebook Live page, uh, if you wouldn't mind. If if you have any resources that people can tap into, uh, we would love to have those in there for everybody, uh, whether they're individuals looking to change and do their own resignation or whether it's companies that are looking for support. Uh, so uh, we're going to leave it there. James Iring, CEO oh, of Organization Solutions, and Lisa Tay, Global Head of Human Resources for Leadership and Talent Development. Thanks to both of you for being on Money FM today. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.